pick up the word of God this morning to Ezekiel 37 as you're standing. Thank you, worship team. Ezekiel 37. I've been wanting to preach this message for a long time. If you're there, say amen. If you're not there, you've got 10 seconds. If you don't make it in time, you can look to the screen. Let's honor the word this morning. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the, of the Lord and sent me in the midst of a valley that was full of bones. He caused me to pass by them all around and behold, there were very many in the open valley and indeed there were, they were very dry. He said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? I answered, O Lord God, you know. Again, he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Surely I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. I will put, I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you, and you shall live. And the Lord, then you shall know that I am the Lord so I prophesy as I was commanded and as I prophesied there was a noise and suddenly a rattling and the bones came together bone to bone indeed as I looked the sinews and the flesh came upon them the skin covered them but there was no breath in them and he also said to me prophesy to the breath Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come forth from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. 11. He said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say, our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your grave, O my people, and brought you up from the graves. 14, last verse. I will put my spirit in you, and you shall live. I will place you in your own land, then you shall know that the Lord have spoken and performed it, says the Lord. Father, collectively, in harmony, in unity, we stand before you. We recognize that your word is alive and well. We honor your word. Lord, it's, it's eternal. Everything around us, our bodies, this building, trees, grass, is fading away. But your word is eternal, Father. We recognize that today. Lord, as I stand in the office of pastor today, Lord, and deliver your word, I pray 
and ask that you would use me, anoint me. Father, I need your help today. And I pray, Lord, as the word is broadcast throughout this entire sanctuary and those that are, have joined us that are watching, Lord, that the seed would fall into good land, uh, good, good soil, and it would take root and germinate and produce roots and, 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 and much fruit in their lives. Father, Lord, I rebuke the enemy. He's defeated. Lord, we kick him out of this service in the name of Jesus, Lord. Speak to us today. We honor you and we praise you today. Lord, we pray we're going to hear a noise today. We're going to hear a noise today. We're going to hear a rattle today, Father. Bone, bone, Father, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated this morning in his presence. The title of this message is Rattle. Rattle. I want to talk to you about that this morning. Ezekiel has had a vision. And this, this vision of the valley of dry bones has, has been interpreted by so many different people uh, in so many different ways. Some say that this, this vision was the return of the exiles from captivity. Some say it's the restoration of Israel in the end times. Some say it's an, an analogy of, of spiritual regeneration. Some say it's a picture of the birth of the church. Regardless as to what the, the, the true interpretation is, this can be said. And this is what I want to pull from and lay a foundation this morning. The vision of the valley of dry bones is a powerful picture of what God can do with something that's dead. Amen? It's a powerful description of man in a dry, dead situation. And God turns it all around. Do you believe that God is the God of the turnaround? Do you believe he can turn something around? Do you believe it this morning? I, I want to hear you. Do you believe God can turn it around? If you need God to turn something around in your life right now, there's something in your life that's dead. You need a, you need a turn around in your life. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Now keep that hand up. Keep that hand up. I'm going to stretch you for a moment. And after, when I tell you what I want you to do, you're going to, you're going to say, I don't want to do that. But after you do it, you're going to say, I'm glad I did it. Raise your hand. You need a turnaround. You need a turnaround. I want you to stand up right now, right where you're at. You need a turnaround. And what I want you to do, I'm going to count to three, and I just want you to turn around. One, two, three. Turn around. Keep on turning. Keep on turning. I'm gonna get you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you so drunk in your head, then we're gonna take up the offering again. <laughs> Didn't that feel good? Didn't that just kind of break a little bit of religion off of you? Now we're gonna go to cartwheels and jumping jacks. You may be seated. What you just did in the physical, I'm asking God to do in the spiritual. It's gonna be a turnaround. It's going to be a turnaround in your life this morning. Yes, praise Him. God can turn it around. If you're broken, He's the restorer. If you're hopeless, He's the hope giver. If you're down, He is the lifter of your head. 
If you are a sinner, he can be your savior. If you're in bondage, he is the anointing that breaks the yoke. If you're thirsty, he's the water in the well. If you want more, he's the baptizer in the Holy Ghost. If you're being tormented by the devil, he will give you the keys of death, hell, and the grave. If you're possessed by a demon, he can set the captive free. If you're being harassed with crazy thoughts in your mind, he still shuts the mouth of lions. If you're standing in front of a closed door, he is the door. He doesn't know the truth. He is the truth. He doesn't know the way. He is the way. Amen. I'm preaching this morning. Told you I've been wanting to preach this one for three months. Ezekiel 37.1 says this. Let's walk through this this morning and see what the Lord would say to us. Ezekiel, he says, the hand of the Lord came upon me and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and he set me down in the midst of the valley and it was full of bones. God, in his sovereignty, handpicked Ezekiel to witness and be a part of something special. In perilous and uncertain times, when people are looking for an answer right now, I don't know about you, I want to be a part of the solution that God has. I want to be a part of, of a movement. I want to be a part of a reformation. I want to be a part of God's glory and His presence being poured out. I want to be a part of sinners coming home. I want to be a part of homosexuals getting set free. I want to be a part of, of the church uh, yielding to the Holy Spirit and, and all denominations. I want to be a part of that. I want to see that. Ezekiel was part of God's plan. Ezekiel, I need to write this down. Ezekiel was separated. There's five points to this sermon. Point number one, he was separated to God. God put his hand upon him. You need to understand everything that follows verse one was dependent upon Ezekiel allowing and willing the hand of the Lord to be upon him. It was dependent upon that. It says that the hand of God came upon him and led him to a valley. You see, many would say, I want God's hand upon me. I want his hand on me. I welcome your hand upon me. But once his hand is upon us, we want to dictate where that hand takes us. Many want the hand to take us to the victory. Give me, I want your hand on me, Lord, and I want you to secure victory. I want cake. I want ice cream. I, I, wanna, I want balloons. I, wanna, I want the celebration. Put your hand on me and lead me to victory. I want it right now. Take me to the top of the mountain. I don't want to go through the valley. I want that table that's set before me in the presence of my enemies. I don't want the valley. Stay with me. Yes, there was a celebration in our text this morning. But the journey began in the middle of a dry valley. Jesus began his ministry in a wilderness. Are you willing to let God's hand come upon you and lead you where he desires? Will you let him lead you? God needs men Women 
that will say, I separate myself unto you and I want your hand to come upon me. When his hand comes upon you, you know what happens? You're empowered. You are empowered when that hand comes upon you. Joshua 4 says, The Lord God dried up the waters of the Jordan before you until you had crossed over as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up before you until you had crossed over. Look at 24. Now the people of the earth may know, look at that, the hand of the Lord that is mighty, that you may fear the Lord your God. I want God's hand upon me. I need something more than what I possess. I need something more than my intellect. I need something more than my resume. I need something more than an education. I need a hand to come upon me. And I need that hand to cause me to move and to flow and to go. The church needs the hand of the Lord to rest upon us. Look at verse 2, Ezekiel 37, 2. Says he calls me. He calls me. Oh, we need that. We need that supernatural hand upon us to influence us. We, we need to feel the impulse of the Holy Spirit. We need to feel that stirring on the inside. We need him to move in us and to direct our steps. Somebody say amen. He calls me to pass by them all around Behold, there were very many in the open valley, and indeed, they were very dry. So, verse 1, Ezekiel was separated. And he allowed God's hand to freely operate in his life. Here in verse 2, Ezekiel is having what? He's having a revelation. Point number 2, revelation. Separation leads to revelation. Many of you in here, you have not had a fresh revelation of what God is doing or what God is saying. It's because you have an independent spirit. You do not want God's hand to be upon you. You do not want him to lead you and guide you because many times when God's hand comes upon you, he's going to lead you to a dry place. And we don't want that dry place. We don't want the dry place. We want the high place. We despise the low place, but you'll never appreciate the high place until you understand him in the low place. Separation leads to revelation. Separate yourself unto God and see if he won't open up the heavens over you and give you a revelation of what he's about to do. Separation leads to revelation. When you are totally separated unto God, God will open up your eyes to the things of God. Ezekiel has a profound revelation of Israel's condition. It says, he caused me to pass by them all, and behold, they were dry. This is not just a few bones. This is, th these bones would become an exceedingly great army. So there's millions and millions and millions of bones in this dry valley. It says the Spirit caused Ezekiel to walk all around the bones. He got an up-close view of the bones. He just didn't pass by real fast. He spent some time. He noticed the bones. He recognized that they were many. He recognized that they were dry. He saw the bones. He saw 
the deadness. He became acquainted with how dry and how dead they were. <clears throat> Think about that. Think about this. Ezekiel is in a boneyard and the tour guide is the Holy Spirit. He's taking him bone by bone throughout the entire valley. The Spirit is leading this excursion. Who wants to sign up to go to the boneyard? Anybody? If I say, let's sign up to take a trip up to see Noah's Ark, everybody would raise their hand. Who wants the Holy Spirit to take you through an excursion to a dry, dead boneyard? You'll never understand God until you let him take you through the boneyard. You'll never understand the power of a miracle until you see that miracle when it's flat dead. You'll never get it. God breaks a man before he can use a man. God breaks a woman before he can use a woman. He takes you to the boneyard and you live and you see and you walk around and you breathe in the deadness. Believe me, I know I look back on my life and God has placed me in, in many seasons, many long seasons. As I look back now, I recognize God placed me here in this season and it was a boneyard and I didn't understand why at the time because it was so dry, it was so dead. I didn't like it. I would walk in and I would just want to, I would just be so tore up in my stomach and my spirit. Lord, why are you allowing me to walk in this? This boneyard. I don't get it, God. I'm being faithful, Father. I'm praying, God. This is not what I signed up for. I signed up for revival. I signed up for the fire, but you're going to send me for five, six years in a boneyard. I don't understand it, God. Oh, but I understand it now. If I knew right now what I knew then, I would appreciate the dry times in my life. You'll never have revival without walking through a boneyard. Who wants to sign up to go to the boneyard? Somebody, yes. Few hands. Few hands. Before Ezekiel saw an exceedingly great and powerful army, he saw a great and exceedingly dead army. These dead bones that he saw had a voice. Those bones had a voice. Those bones talked. Do you know what those bones said? Verse 11. Verse 11 says this. It says, Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say the bones were talking. And here's the voice. We're dry. We've lost hope. And we've been cut off. That's what the boneyard was saying. That's what those bones collectively were saying. We have no hope. We're dry. We're not connected any longer. We're not connected. When you're not connected to the Father, you're dry. When the Holy Spirit is offended because of the way you live your life, you are dry and you have no hope. We're dry. We're hope. We're cut off. Ezekiel, he sees it and he hears it. This is the revelation that Ezekiel experiences. Think about Ezekiel for a moment. The pain, the anguish, the death, the loss of hope, the dryness. Ezekiel is, is processing all this. What do you do with all that? All that. How do you process a boneyard? 
Some of you in here right now, you're in a boneyard situation. How do you process that? What good could come out of that? How do you make sense of all that? Look at what happens next. We have a man that has been separated because he allowed God to separate him. He receives revelation. But what do you do with the revelation of dry bones? Verse 3 says, He said to me, O son of man, can these bones live? Can they live? Is there any hope for me? You see, Ezekiel went from separation to revelation and now he's at a place called confrontation. Confrontation. Confrontation's good for your soul. It's good for your faith. It's to grow you. You ever had confrontation in your spirit, man? It's a confrontation going on. Confrontation within the heart of Ezekiel. The confrontation was a result of God's question. Can? Is it possible that these bones can live? Is it? Is it possible, Ezekiel? Can what you see, can a miracle take place? Can these bones live? God was saying, Ezekiel, I've taken you through the boneyard. You've seen how dead it is. You've seen how dry it is. You've been shut up in that boneyard. There's no skin. There's no muscle. There's no heart. There's no kidney. There's no blood. There's no brain. There, there's, there's nothing. There's nothing there but bones. It's impossible, Ezekiel. Can they live? There's nothing more dead than that which once lived. I said, there's nothing more dead than that which once lived. There's nothing more dead inside the church building than a saint that had the fire of God at one time, but now they're baptized in a bunch of religion, duty, and obligation. And there's no fire on the inside of them. That's a stench before God. It's called lukewarm. It's called in Revelation where, where he will spew you out of his mouth. This was Israel, dry and dead. God posed a question that caused Ezekiel to do some soul searching. What about you this morning? Each of you are faced with some dry bones in your life. You are acquainted with a son or a daughter that has dry bones, that's lost, that's sick. You're in a situation that's void of hope. And it seems as if your situation is dead. You have seen, you've heard the death, the decay of the situation. You've processed that pain. You've been praying for 15 years for that daughter to get saved. It's a dry bone situation. The Lord would stand before you today and say, Can these bones live? You've been praying and praying and pressing and believing. The door still hasn't been opened for you. The Lord would say, Can these bones live? Does God still save? Does God still heal? Is there still hope for America? 
We see dry bones across our nation. We see the fires. We see the disorder. We see the chaos. We see the lawlessness. We see the rebellion. We see when the law enforces the law, they're labeled as a bad guy. Can these dry bones live again? Can the church rise up again? Will COVID ever end? Will abortion ever end? There's so many dry bones that are, that are out there before us and, and we're walking around. 2020 is a year where God's shaking everything that can be shaken and there's nothing left but dry bones and he's causing us to walk around it. It's forcing us. COVID is forcing us to take a quick look. COVID would have came in and just lasted, just lasted a flu, like a flu season. We would have just went through it and bypassed it. But it's sticking around. It's like a teacher forcing the pupil, his teacher, the student to read. It's forcing us to examine ourselves. It's forcing us to look at the dry bones. Look at Ezekiel's response. So I answered, Oh Lord God, you know. Only you know, Lord. You know what Ezekiel didn't do? Ezekiel, he did not turn to medicine. He didn't turn to a scientist. He didn't call great men together and say, hey, let's, let's get a committee. Let's talk about these dry bones. Is it possible we can create a program and stitch them together and, and, and just do something? He didn't do that. He didn't do it. Ezekiel simply replied, Sovereign Lord, only you can answer that. What Ezekiel was saying, you know what Ezekiel was saying? I don't know. I don't know, Lord. But tell me how and tell me when. Tell me how and tell me when. Ezekiel's answer was that that was totally dependent upon God. I don't have the answer. Only you have the answer. I don't know, but you know. His answer was an answer of dependency. All that I am is leaning into all that you are. I'm leaning and I'm depending upon you, Lord. I love this version. It says this. He says, O mortal man, can these bones come back to life? I replied, Sovereign Lord, only you can answer that. Only you. Only you. That was his answer. I'm facing the biggest war of my life. Only you. I'm facing a door that's closed. Only you. The definition of dependency is only you. Turn to heaven. Right now you're in a place and you need an answer. You need an answer right now. You got a boneyard situation. Just turn to heaven and say only you. Only you, Lord. Oh, that brings so much freedom. When you don't know what to pray, what to do, you don't know where the answer is coming from, just turn to heaven and say only you, Lord. Only you know I'm leaning into you. That's not deep theology. That's good medicine for the heart. Only you. Ezekiel went from separation to revelation to confrontation. 
Sometimes we have to answer those questions. The preacher can't answer it. Your wife can't answer it. Your husband can't answer it. It's good for you to have confrontation in your soul. Verse 4 says this. Again, he said to me, prophesy, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. Look what God says. He says, Ezekiel, speak. Speak to the bones. There comes a time, there comes a moment, there comes a season in our journey with God when God says it's time to speak. Speak to the dry place. Speak to the dead place. Speak to it. It's now time to address. Address it. It's a time for us to do that. So Ezekiel went from Follow me. Separation. A hand came on him. It caused him to go to a valley and he received revelation. The revelation came to a place where God posed a question and there was confrontation. Can these dry bones live? He answered it and it was an answer of total dependency to God. The confirmation led to a place of prophecy. Proclamation, separation, revelation, confrontation, now proclamation. Speak, speak to those dry bones. Hear the word of the Lord. Dry bones need the word of the Lord. It's only the word of the Lord that can bring life to dry bones. It's only the word of the Lord that can revive a nation that's dead, a family member that's dead, a church that's dead, a marriage that's dead, a relationship that's dead. It's only the word of the Lord can do it. Major, if you'd come. Can I tell you the power of God's word? Hebrews 4.12 Look at this. For the word of God is living. It's not dead. And powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow. It is a discerner, the thoughts, and the intents of the heart. It says God's word is so powerful it can pierce into the marrow of the bone. The marrow of the bone. Marrow is the substance contained in the cavities, the bones. It's where the blood resides. It's the very center of the bone, the marrow. Without marrow, without marrow, those bones will dry up and decay. It's the very center, the marrow. The marrow is the very center of who you are. 
What is it that holds your life up? It's your skeletal system. You can have a brain, you can have a heart, you can have all the organs, you can have the blood, you can have everything can be picture perfect, but with no bones holding it all up, you will not function, you will not live. Everything will collapse. But even within a skeletal system, it's that marrow, it's the very center, it's the very center of life. It's the place where life begins in the bones. We must speak to the very center of death. I said, we must speak to the very center of death. It's not good enough to speak to the fingers, to the brain, to the heart. We got to speak life to the very center. You know what the world needs? The world needs some men and women. It's not ashamed of the cross, not ashamed of the blood, not ashamed of the baptism of the Holy Ghost, not ashamed to speak in tongues, not ashamed of, of prophecy, word of knowledge, not ashamed to jump and shout and dance. Men and women that are saturated with God in His presence. They have discernment and they know how to walk up to a dead situation and not address the bad fruit, but speak to the morrow. Hear the word of the Lord. We've been speaking to false things. The enemy's had the upper hand because we're not speaking to where death is. Our world has dead morrow in it. To speak life to it. We must speak to the very center of death. We must proclaim God's word. People do not need a sermon. They do not need a message. People need a proclamation. I said people don't need a sermon. Slicked up sermon. They don't need that mess. They need a proclamation. They need a proclamation, Joel. They need it. What's God saying? Any preacher can preach any kind of a message online, get some stuff, read a book, and grease it up and make them look good. But it's not going to touch the morrow. It might pass them by and give them a goosebump church but a proclamation that touches death and when it touches death it causes a rattle I said it causes a rattle it causes formation the declaration will cause a formation I'm not here to preach to you I said I'm not here to preach to you but proclaim a word upon you. There's a difference. We need a word that touches the morrow of who we are. A word that makes us rattle. I want you to leave services here. And I want the word to rattle your cage. I want you to go home rattling. 
I want it to cause you to rattle till you open up the word and pray. I want it to make you rattle till you clean out your closet and you turn it into a prayer closet. We need the saints of God needs to rattle again. We don't need a word that touches our goosebumps. We don't need a word that touches our emotions. We don't need a word that challenges our intellects. We need a word that touches the dry places. You are God's mouthpiece. There are people in your life that need a proclamation, that need a declaration. Speak. I declare to you, if you separate yourself, you're going to get a revelation. It's going to cause a confrontation, but it's going to lead to a proclamation. And you're going to speak to dry bones. People you are working with are dry. Raise your hand. You got somebody dry you're working with. You got a neighbor that's dry. You got a family member that's dry. They need a proclamation. They need the word of the Lord. What's God saying to them, to their bones? Verse 7 says, So I prophesied as I was commanded. Ezekiel was saying, Okay, I'll do what I'm supposed to do. And as I prophesied, there was a noise, and suddenly a rattling, and bones came together, bone to bone. Indeed, I looked. The sinews and the flesh came upon them. The skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. Separation, revelation, confrontation, proclamation, and now verse 7. So I prophesied as I was commanded. Ezekiel is now exemplifying and demonstrating expectation expectation Ezekiel said I'm going to act on what the Lord said do I'm going to he told me he told me to make he told me to prophesy I'm going to speak it when we speak the word of the Lord there's got to be an expectation God I'm expecting to hear a rattle I'm expecting that you're going to come through and you're going to do something we've lost expectation in church the believers have lost an expectation of God moving again. We live in an instant gratification culture. If we don't get it when we want it, we pout. We get mad at God. Sometimes it takes time in God's kingdom for the manifestation of a prayer. We want instant fix. Listen to me. We want the bones to rattle without separation, revelation, confrontation, proclamation, and expectation. We want to jump over the process of God. You know what this morning is teaching you? It's teaching you the ways of God through the eyes and the story of Ezekiel. Every one of you in here, you're probably at, at one of those places right now in your walk with God. This is the ways of God. When you understand His ways, it helps you. It helps you. Ezekiel said there was a noise and suddenly a rattling and the bones came together. Something was beginning to happen. That which had no life began to rattle. 
proclamation and expectation gave way to formation. This morning, there needs to be separation, revelation, confrontation, proclamation, and expectation. You need to write that down. You need to let the Holy Ghost speak that to you right now. You need to go back and read this story and say, God, I need this to happen in me. You need to separate yourself unto the Lord. Use me, God, whatever you want. You say, God, open up the heavens. Let me see something in the spirit realm. Let me see something. Don't rely on regurgitated revelation from another brother or sister. Get your own revelation. Don't survive off the nutrients of somebody else's vision. God has your own for you. Cookie cutter for your spiritual DNA. God wants to move in your life. And let that revelation, let it confront some things on the inside of you. Let it, let it, let it twist you up and, and let, 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 it, let it cause faith to rise up. Let it create confrontation, it creates dependency. And then when you get it, speak it. Speak it. And when you speak it, expect it to happen. Expect it to happen. Like the man that had a friend that that was coming that needed some bread. He came to the door and he knocked. I need some bread. I got a friend that's coming. He's hungry. I know you got some bread on the other side. I'm knocking. I'm knocking. And and he said, I'm not going to get up and open the door. He kept on knocking and knocking. Because of his persistence, I'll get up and open the door. Expect God to move, to work. I hear the bones rattling in the distance. Stand with me this morning. Open your ears. Do you hear a rattling? Do you hear a rattling? Do you hear that rattle? what the bones said the bones said we're dry you know what the opposite of dry is saturation the bones said we have no hope you know what the opposite of hope is hope the opposite of not having hope is hope The bones said, we're cut off. We're cut off. You know what the opposite of being cut off is? Connected. 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 I don't know about you. I want to be connected. I want to have hope. And I want to be saturated. I want to be saturated with His Spirit. Let me go old-fashioned on you. Take me to the spout where the glory comes out. Let me just step under it. Saturate me, Holy Ghost. Fill me. Fill me. Fill me. I need you. Hallelujah. Lift your hands to Him. 
Oh, Father, we need you today. Oh, we need you today. Oh, God, we need thee. Oh, we need thee. Oh, we need your presence. Dry bones. Some of you in here, you need to let God do what God wants to do in your life. Come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. You need to separate yourself unto God and let His hand come upon you. God's speaking, God's moving in your life right now. Some of you need a revelation. Some of you struggling with confrontation. Depend on God. Some of you, you need to rise up and just speak the word of the Lord. Some of you got, you got dry bones right in your lap and it's been there a long time and God's saying it's time. It's time to speak. It's time to see your situation start to rattle. It's time for a movement. Some of you just need to expect it. You need to expect it to happen. Today, Lord, 